I don't know if I would have won because let's be honest, ladies was fucking killer. Lady did turn it. Oh yeah. But like, I at least thought I would not be sitting in the safe zone. I'd at least be in the top. And I hate to sound like a bitch because I literally hate listening to girls talk like this. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying to me, but like, I get it. I'll be very interested to see who makes the top. Because yeah. if it is a girl that just glued shit to a bodysuit, I'm gonna be a little pissed. I mean, I've been safe every week. Yeah. I don't know what's working and what's not working. And like, I felt like this week was gonna be a really good week for me. It's just like really fucking annoying to me. So I feel like there is a tradition on Drag Race of safe girls with sour grapes and even this season, Jasmine, the last design challenge, and there's kind of a like, oh, girl, be happy you're safe. And even Georges, I think <clears throat> there's a moment in an earlier Untucked where Cornbread is like, are you, are you safe? Then shut up. And mm. I feel like Daya this week, I, I feel like this is the first time the safe girl harumphing and Untucked is, it's like, well, she's not wrong. I, I can't disagree with her. I People may not feel that she should have won or been in the top, but I think most people are kind of feeling this week that the girl who glued stuff to a bodysuit did win. Who is the girl that, oh, Georges glued things to a bodysuit. That's what you're saying. Cookie cutters, yeah, to be specific. Yes, the cookie cutters, yeah. The cookie yeah. cutters, yeah. Uh, some cookies for Santa. Yeah, some cookie um, cutters for Santa, yes. <laughs> Santa. Um, I... Yeah, you know, it's interesting because this rant, uh, not in this clip, but she says, I'm sorry, but Jasmine just literally wrapped fabric around her body with a belt. It's so annoying when someone with a perfect physique and they can uh, and, and they can get away with wrapping a piece of fabric around their body. I could not go out there with just a, a uh, just fabric wrapped around my body. And the idea that, you know, you have to kind of work a little bit harder depending on your body type. Granted, it was kind of pointed at... Jasmine, uh, the shock was that I like Daya had no idea that Georges was gonna be. Yeah, in the she's, top. Si she's sitting there complaining about Jasmine. I was like, girl, you didn't even see this coming. You want to talk about wrapping fabric around your body and gluing shit to it? <laughs> you know, did Georges look gorgeous? Absolutely. Oh, Were those I know. little dance moves on the runway great? Mm. Absolutely. But I, I mean, I'm of mixed emotions about this because there's also the part of me watching a TV show that's like, oh, you bitch, you guys are gooping us this season. <laughs> but, you know, as oh, the totally. fan, yeah. As, yeah. as the one who wants the meritocracy, it's like, how dare you do this to Lady C, you know? Oh, I know. The gag that Lady Camden did not win this week. Yeah. Or Angeria, for that matter. For that matter. <clears throat> I mean, Angeria. Oh, my God. Not that Angeria needs it at this point, but like. You know what I mean? Like, she's got all wins and highs at this point. But, uh -huh. like, she could have won. But I really thought, oh, finally, they're going to give it to Lady Camden. You know? I mean, yeah. what what's going on here? She drew bigger lips. What do you want from me, Miss Merle? <laughs> she drew bigger lips. Yes, she did. Um, I Yeah, no, Daya is not wrong. She, she talked in this Untucked about how she had a concept, and she did little socks. I did my shoes. I did my accessories. I did a new pair of eyeballs. I was like, oh, I love this list. Yeah. Ugh, she's just yeah, going I love on. a list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and not for nothing, but obviously, once we get to Untucked, put those eyeballs in the in the time capsule. Those glasses, best supporting googly eyes this week. Oh, my God. Bosco and Carrie. The funny thing is that Bosco and Carrie wore them better than Daya did. Oh, yeah, th this is less about Daya and more about the glasses, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, well, Daya the traveling made them. googly eyes, you know? <laughs> 
A googly eye. A googly Sorry. eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to our Instagram follower who uh, pointed me in that direction. Um, I yeah, but you know, I I love how Carrie was like, yeah, this this looks like a professional garment. It's something you brought. Something you know, not something you made. Um, I I appreciated this rant because I think we all kind of agree as fans. So here's the thing, Mary. Can we take can we take another perspective? Can we just like put those clothes on for a second? That Why? is not something we do on this podcast, <laughs> Mary. I don't know what you're trying to bring here. Another perspective. I am fixed. I am concrete, girl. Good luck. So yeah, anyway, here's, go on. here's my question before I go to the other side of things. Daya's not wrong. RuPaul has called um, Christopher Sace and Georges born to do drag. I wonder if any older queens or, sorry, like bigger or fat queens would ever be deemed born to do drag. And uh, like to me, it, it go, goes to the bottom of, of bodies because that's also what Daya is pointing towards. It's like... Just because you have a body or like a quote unquote perfect physique, you would not get away with that. It would look quote unquote lazy. Um, and it's just a little bit easier for queens with those types of physiques. Um, and and to also then be called like born to do drag. I just think it's 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 worth kind of calling out what Daya is getting at here. I think there was a there was a Reddit post about this where they were like people were like, what is this idea of being born to do drag? And you know, but other points of view were like, oh, when I think of a queen who's born to do drag, I think of Ginger Minj. I think of Bob uh -huh. the Drag Queen. I think of Bianca Del Rio. I think of people who are, like, just doing the art of drag in a fully, you know, complete way. You know, they're mm. they're putting on a show. They're putting on an illusion. They're they're living the fantasy, whatever it is. And I guess that just leads to a whole other question of, well, what do you mean by drag? Because I think what Rue is saying with someone like Crystal from Drag Race UK or Georges is like, you are you're kind of born to walk the runway. I think that's a little bit more of like you're gorgeous on the runway. And I think it's like, well, I mean, yes, I could see that. But I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird thing that she's now said twice to two baby queens that you mm -hmm. are born to do drag. And is it because she was the godmother of their drag? Of their drag experience, as as Michelle points out. Michelle pointed out, you, she learned it from you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that reminded me of Heart of the House by Alanis Morissette, uh, which is like, I learned it from you. Anyway, uh, I, sorry, that's my little Alanis tangent for the day. Uh, please, yeah, give Georges, us more. I will give us say Morissette. <laughs> I will say this, Georges, it's, it's more than just walking the runway, though, Mary. You have to agree. There's like an it factor, the way she moves, the way she can dance, just that kind of like key, 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 I'm feeling my cunt type of energy that she brings is also there as well. So it's just interesting because it, it is one type of person. Granted, we've only seen it twice, but uh, so it, it, it's it's worth pointing out. And I it's think Daya is kind of getting to that. It is a big statement. It's a big yeah. statement. And it's like, I mean, because I'm over here going, oh, I think you mean, I think her name's Carrie Colby. I think you're you're saying it wrong. Her name's Carrie Colby. She's born to do drag. I forget what she was wearing this week. I just think you're getting it wrong because it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's a very she, subjective point of view, I guess. You know, <laughs> she's the daughter of Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yeah. I know her. So, I know her. Lest we forget. We can't lest we forget. Take it. <laughs> the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> totally, Mary. Um, so I, I, I. I think that Daya has all points. 
especially in that sense of talking about Jasmine when she really should have been talking about George's, but nobody. Mary, we were at the bar. We were like, what? I was shocked. I just, I mean, I was, this was, you know, Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. I had my coffee. I had my bagel. I scoop it out. I put some whipped cream cheese in it. I put some everything bagel seasoning on top. You can't tell me nothing. And I was like sitting there waiting for Lady Camden to win. Like they've already, <laughs> they've already negged, you know, Daya and sent her to the safe zone. And it's like, all right, Lady mm. C, you know, spread those wings. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh, like, the, I, I, they don't believe in fairies. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're losing your wings. Let's clip those wings, honey. You and, lose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you drew on a bigger lip so you could kiss our ass. You're safe, bitch. Take those fucking wings and fly away, you yeah. bitch. Yeah. To the safe zone because you're safe. You're safe. You didn't win. And I, I mean, it. Yeah. It's. I, but then there's a part of me that was watching this that was like. You know, we, we've seen enough seasons of Drag Race where it's like, oh, man, they got to be doing a little bit of this on purpose. They got to yeah. be knowing they're yeah. grouping us, you know? Mary, of course. They needed Georges to, like, be in the bottom and then be in the top and get get these storylines out of Jasmine Kennedy and Diabetti. Jasmine Kennedy certainly is getting her head fucked with a little bit here, right? Because she might have to take leave from college. I, I don't think she's <laughs> going to be able to fulfill her swim scholarship. I know that much. And then Daya, yeah, Daya is this, and I, I know we'll talk about it um, later, but the crystal method effect, right? Um, it It's really, I think, starting to fuck with her. It'll be interesting to see what she does to continue to break out of it. I mean, I don't know if I was if I could take the judge's side or kind of look at why George's won or why Daya was safe. Daya also did not take the advice of the judges. I mean, I think we also see. Yeah, I, I don't think that Daya should have won. I think we see at least in the edit of the episode where it was like, well, you're basically being told, give us a really clear example of how you are not crystal method. And then she's like, yeah, I guess a lot of the elements of my look are kind of crystal, but I'm different. And it was like the note was to go in a totally different direction was that there was no confusion Mm. whatsoever. So like scrap what you want to do, Miss Gunn, and, you know, uh, take the note, you know, take the note. Absolutely. Uh, Find the note. Um, Find the note. I mean, I will say this. Daya's look was fantastic there was yeah. there was so much to it and it wasn't like it was too much it was very thoughtful i'll also say though that bosco's look was equally innovative and interesting um i love that she took the project runway approach of like well i'm not going to use the fabric what else can i make that t- to make it look like fabric you know um i really appreciated that it was um, really nuts to see bosco Daya, and willow in the safe zone i thought hmm Gosh, I thought at least another one of you would have been in the top, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, so in defense of George's, kind of my thoughts, and again, Mary's, I don't know if this is my side, but I, I think it's worth kind of putting on. She designed very quickly, mind you, a look that was perfect for her, that matched her style and personality. She could dance in it. It had flair. It was a look that like didn't need to be over-designed. It was just a quick, like, oh, I'll make this resourcefulness that I think is very drag. It doesn't have to be this like elaborate thing. I mean, that was certainly the note 
Miss Kennedy is like, you know, and, and, you know, even on UK versus the world, I feel like this is the theme this, you know, these days is keep it simple. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that like maybe to compare, you know, in Drag Race UK versus the world, there was just a ball and Janie Jacquet won. Spoiler alert, but too late, baby. Um, mm. She won for, a, you know, a fairly simple bodysuit that looked really good and fit her body really well. And there wasn't much to it other than just the bodysuit and a big ruffle, but it worked. And I feel like it made sense to me why that won or why that was a top look because it was like kind of exactly what you said. It was like this checks all the boxes without getting too complicated. I I think maybe with George's, maybe if she took the cookie cutters off, maybe I'd feel better about it. I feel like oh, there's really? something so egregious about the big, like, un-sort of converted cookie cutters just just sat, sat there right on her tummy. And I was like, you're not even – I mean, at least Jasmine tried to do this, like, weird, you know, summer camp craft with the string. I'm not saying mm. it worked, but you tried to turn it into something other than a cookie cutter. I I was just so surprised that the judges weren't bothered by how kind of plopped on that was. And I think maybe that's I, – I think that's what the – I hear what you're saying. What George just put together fit her body and she demonstrated she that, she could, that she could perform in it because she really did. I think it was that some of the stuff that she did – we've seen the judges criticize or critique in other queens, mm -hmm. you know, right. get these I, cookie cutters, baby, get, get these cookie, cookie cutters. cutters out of my yeah. face. Yeah. I mean, I could even <laughs> I see them see saying goddamn cookie cutters. Yeah. I don't see any Anymore. goddamn Pillsbury on this stage, you know? Um, and so I feel like that kind of stood out. And there was also a sense of like, huh, you know, there is a world where they could have told Georges this was too short. You know what I mean? Um, oh, they could have said there's not really a lot of fabric here. Yeah. Or, you know, the only kind of unconventional material you use were the cookie cutters and they look kind of just like tacked on there. Did you have trouble, Georges? And then Georges is like, yeah, you know, the first garment I made was a mess. And so I came up with this in like the last day, just a few hours. Then they'd be like, oh, my God, you made this in. Oh, wow. Right. Like to point that out, maybe, and then be safe for it, right? Yeah, but because it's like they, 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 yeah, <clears throat> they could have said to her, "I felt like you were dancing on stage to distract us from the fact that the look wasn't that good." You know, absolutely. I mean, so it's like it's not so much that any of that is is necessarily true or my opinion. It's just that sense that oh, they're gooping us this week is because you could easily see how this could have gone any other direction, you know? Oh, and it would completely. have made sense, you know? Completely. I mean, and not for nothing, Mary. At the end of the day, they're telling a story and creating drama, like we're saying. And so, of course, they're going to jan Jasmine Kennedy. And big then time. we get to see. Yeah, big time. Big mistake. And then we get to see her lip sync to Beyonce. The first, if I'm not mistaken, Beyonce song on Drag Race. I think so. I was trying to remember if there were others. It, it's definitely a great lip sync song. And when it she wasn't gave... what I expected. I wanted Freakum Dress, if I'm being honest. Oh, but... well, I mean, listen, you know. <laughs> Listen, listen, Linda. If we're gonna ask for the moon, let's tell, let's get an armful of stars while we're up there. Absolutely, freakum dress. <laughs> oh, but you know, I'll take this. And it was, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll get there. But uh, once Jasmine was serving, you know, there is no Jasmine, only Zool on the oh floor. I was oh. like, oh, very yes. Pack your fucking <laughs> duffel bags, Maddie Morphosis. You know, I need like just a gif of that of her. I think one of our Marys told us that that dance move is called the crybaby. And I'm probably oh. getting it wrong, but the the kind of hump in the floor, pounding. Yeah, the fist right, thing. right. But yeah. she just took it to this like bath salts place. Like she was just <laughs> on a bridge in Florida. Like it was incredible. 
she was very there is no Dana only Zool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I that's what that fabric was giving me. Yeah. Yes, it was the fabric, it was the face. It yes. Was, I was yes. like Jasmine. Oh. The more Zool the more there is no Dana only Zool you go, like the more I'm gonna love you. Sigourney Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm oh, feeling I'm that feel- fantasy. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm I'm touching my hair in a way. Doing some hair acting, as Taraji would say. You know? <laughs> oh, hair acting. Thank you, Taraj. Yeah. Um, yeah, Georges, I don't know. I'm trying to put that on. Like, again, Mary's, yeah. Should Georges have won? No, Lady Camden should have won. The, the fact that Lady yeah. Camden made made her own fabric out of non-fabric, out of a kiddie pool. She, uh, granted, she probably, yeah, she glued it onto a corset, but she made, she made it look like fabric. She really did the assignment and it was like this illusion. I think they told her that it was a little costumey. I'm like, guys, like you're picking and choosing here. Yeah. Like, what we got to We got to stop moving the, the goalposts when it comes to costumey, you know? Totally. And, and for Angeria, the only reason, so help me out, Mary, critique this look. The only reason I could see Angeria not winning for this fucking look is because she has won too many times. That's the only reason. It's the only reason. She has won too many times. It is too obvious that she's going to win this whole thing or very easily could. She is a phenomenon. I just, I think in some ways, you know, it's interesting. I think Angeria has popped from the beginning, but Cornbrebs, you know, God rest Mm. her ankle, uh, was uh, such a superstar. And I feel like since she's left, it's like, Angeria's star has only gotten brighter and like she's killing the reality TV side of things. She's killing the competition. She could have won this week. I would have been fine with it. But at this point, her track record blows the rest of the Queens out of the water, even without this win. So it's like, I mean, you know, and not for nothing, but like, it's so interesting how sometimes it's okay. If you look like another queen, sometimes it's not, you know, like, Daya looks so much like Crystal, but like you can't tell me that Angeria isn't giving you Jada Essence Hall if she was a peacock, you know. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like, is that a problem? Dragonfly, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, no, it's not a problem. I, well, it's different with Daya because Daya's art is too similar to Crystal's. Yeah, it's, it's this very specific art. Whereas, like, there's aesthetic. There's yeah. so many girls who look like Jada and Angeria. It's a it's a style of drag. Yeah, you know. To be honest with you, I I don't know. I I get Crystal Method from Daya mostly from how Daya talks and the inflections. I don't always, I mean, if you told me, oh, this is Crystal Method, I'd be like, oh, I see it. But I don't think I would have called it out if I didn't know. I guess, I think the similar voice certainly doesn't help in the comparison department because it's like, well, not only are there similarities in the aesthetic, then when you are when you open your mouth, it's like, is this It Takes Two with the Olsen twins? Are you the rich one or the poor one? You know, like it, there is a moment mm-hmm. of like, are you, are, is Crystal the mole this season dressed as Daya, you know? I hope that they didn't bring uh, Daya on just to tell her she's too much like Crystal and then send her home. Like, I really hope that her arc here is that we're learning this about her and then Daya's like, okay, and then overcomes it and makes a name for herself. I just, I'm so afraid, not like terrified, like I'm still getting sleep at night, but like, I don't want it to be. Unlike Willow. Unlike Willow, yes. Oh, you get a lot of nightmares? Spend a lot of time alone? (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a super cut of that. But like, <laughs> Here, open these boxes. We're yeah. not going to give you scissors. Yeah, we're not going to help you. <laughs> Cornbread left, so ain't nobody here to warm those hands up, honey. Oh, my God. Awful. Anyway. Awful. Okay, anyway. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I... Um, oh, now I don't even know what I was saying. Something about diabetes. Uh, oh, I... Uh, Oh, yeah, my concern, my concern is that, like, this is going to continue, and then they're just going to send her home. Like, essentially what they did to Jan, you know? And I don't, like, it's almost the worst edit you can get on one of these seasons is to just be, like, safe and then, like, out of here. You know, you just get sugar caned, you know? Uh, You just, like, you become Mm -hmm. sort of a... You don't get to make any waves in the season. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. Uh, this seems like a good week to send you home, you know? I think the one that's going to get that kind of cruel Jan edit, even though Daya had that amazing face crack when Georges was crowned, it was like she couldn't even hide it. She could no. not even hide it. I wish she um, had the glasses on. I think it would have only been more incredible. <laughs> Totally. Like, are you um, kidding me? Yeah. But I think more than Daya, honestly, the energy I'm getting is Jasmine Kennedy. Jasmine Kennedy is continues to be this like punching bag for the girls. The fact that Daya went after Jasmine like to start and Bosco had to be like, just so you know, it's right. not her. Right. Oh, that Bosco. Bosco had so many great like she wasn't like the focus of the episode this week but she had so many great little lines and I think it was like uh, if it gives you any peace of mind I don't think Jasmine is in the top it was such a like oh hello (laughs) I just uh, I'm so reassured Um, it was I don't know I just love the delivery of it I love the calm adult energy of it I hear you I think Jasmine it's it's veering into almost a Laganja season six territory of like, Mm -hmm. oh man, somebody needs to just like leave her alone, guys. She's spinning out, you know? Uh, Yeah. And I mean, the nail in the coffin for me, Mary, is like if anybody's like, no, Jasmine could still kill it. It's like, well, let me tell you, thank God they're having her lip sync because she's a fucking phenomenal performer. Um, And clearly she can sew and, you know, she's uh, effervescent. But RuPaul talking about Jasmine is a nail in the coffin. She said, sometimes it takes a while for a person to understand their own personal style, what works on them. Mm. At 22, she hasn't quite learned that yet. She'll get it. She's 22. If they were going to keep her, they would be saying she has it. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not going to crown someone who's not there yet, you know. Like Maddie's pussy's still on preheat, and Jasmine's <laughs> still finding herself, you know. Guess oh what? God! When I when she said that, I said, "Damn, yeah." Damn. Well, okay. you know, and we'll get one into New York that. girl, okay. right? One New York girl, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Jasmine next week in the acting challenge is going to be another opportunity to really drive her nuts because she considers herself an actress. And okay. I, I think that my prediction is that Georges is going to continue. I think we even see a preview of it as Georges does, does some faces and, you know, RuPaul's depend blows open. But I feel like Jasmine is just going to like, she's just going to Robbie Turner it. I just feel it. Oh, no. I know. I, uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll have more stray thoughts on George, on the Georges win this week uh, and the erasure of Lady Camden. Um you know, uh, but all that is to say is like, yeah, there's a world where I can understand why George just won. Uh, and like every subjective drag race viewer, I didn't think she should have. Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't call me. That's all. <laughs> I just don't know why they didn't call me. You know, 
Uh, well, what do you say? Let's dive in um, and and scoot on back to the beginning where, uh, uh, you know, I think it was. <laughs> yep. Oh, perfect fit. Uh, you know, speaking of Daya, I think it was Jasmine who said you could switch her name from Daya Betty to Bitter Betty. So a little ear tug to Dragula, which is always a nice, mm. you know, it's kind of like when the Jetsons would visit the Flintstones. There's a bit of a crossover, you know? Okay. Okay. I doubt that Bitter Betty was happy to see, oh, hear her name. Hear her name Zachary's. on that show. Yeah. I know. On that show. I yeah. love That it. other show. Just, yeah. Whatever. She had that Are we going to do that? Yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do that. Whatever. God bless her in that heart dress. Um, can I just say, for not only this season, but every future season, can Carrie Colby just be the narrator? Mary, she, uh, for every future season. I I can't believe it took me this long to really kind of accept it and love it. But yeah. she is a fabulous narrator. It's Oh, it's so vibrant. It's so quirky. Yeah, it 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 is it is suddenly one of the best narrators. I like and maybe I'm just in in some good feelings cuz she's current, but like Oh, I could just, she could, I could listen to her read stereo instructions in German. I just love listening to her. So, like, yeah, I, it's going to be hard to beat, you know. But, yeah, Carrie. You, mm. the, the thing I love about her talking heads is that unlike some franchise seasons or other seasons or maybe other performers, but it just doesn't feel like it's put on. I don't feel like mm -hmm. she's faking it. I feel like this is, this is how she talks. Right. You know what I mean? I think that was like, I think that's what makes someone a good narrator is it doesn't feel put on. It feels like someone who is kind of pulling you aside saying, all right, let me catch up. And it's like very between us girls. I think that's why Katya was so good in season seven because it felt very un, under unperformed. It felt very real and like unedited. And I think Harry, there's a similar like organic feeling. There's a, almost like a safety, I feel, when she's talking to the sense of like, I would want her to pick me up from the airport or I would oh. want her to, you know, take me to the doctor and because I have to go under for anesthesia or something, mm -hmm. she would take me home or she would wait or I would want to, you know, cook her breakfast, uh, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like, and just be very cash with her. I, I, like there is yeah. something so relatable. I wish that she was with me when I got my wisdom teeth out, you know, like in high school, because I think that would have been she would have been nice. You know, you wake up after in the room mm -hmm. and then she would have she would have just been a refreshing energy. But alas, I was 16 and she was like eight. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been weird. Um, uh, God. <laughs> um, another thing I noticed in uh, more so the next day uh you know, next day in the workroom, I think somebody sent us this on Instagram and I think it was a post from Twitter, but Deja Sky is wearing the, the outfit from the Simpsons when Homer decides to become medically obese so he can work from home and he wears a floral muumuu and a little cabbie hat. And it was like, yeah, you're kind of cosplaying as Homer right now. But I just, the idea of seeing that connection makes me so happy. <laughs> Any Simpsons connection, yes. for sure. But that, yes. uh, that look, the Homer in the flower muumuu and the hat is uh -huh. so funny. So I I love that Deja, you know, Principal Sky was, was honoring that look today. Principal Sky disappeared this episode, and I'm concerned because she was sort of my narrator for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where... Maybe she'll kind of start rising with these acting challenges uh, because she is 
she's very charming. She has that kind of charisma. Yeah, I, I feel like she was very much a, a supporting character this episode. I don't think we really spent much time with her mm. one way or the other. I I want to talk just very briefly and praise the schmacting that was in this episode, uh, particularly around RuPaul. But even the the girls, when RuPaul comes in, she's like, it, I, I need to tell you guys something. It's about Michelle Visage. And they're all like, oh, oh, no. They're all kind of like playing along, similar to, I don't know, a moment that I know you hated from last season when they landed on the couch. Oh, it makes me so angry. Um, though, what I did That's love like about- when they're looking for cornbread. It's that schmacting moment. I'm kind of like, I love when the director's like, all right, girls, pretend. pretend and then they put yeah. on their pretend dresses. Yeah. Well, what I liked, it was that right after RuPaul says, you know, it's about Michelle Visage, there's, there's a hmm face from Bosco that is the same as that kid who reminds the substitute teacher we have homework yeah. face from a couple weeks ago. So we need to line those up on Instagram. It's a very hmm kind of face. Surely you noticed. <laughs> I did notice. I live for Bosco, Mary. I live for Bosco. Meanwhile, Marys that don't follow these queens on social media, Bosco just came out as trans. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, came out know as trans journey. and worked her last shift ever, hopefully, at her at the coffee shop that she worked at in full drag, line out the door. It was just kind of like oh, a, wow. a lovely week for Bosco. It was just, She was in like uh. gorgeous drag. So it was just like, oh, Bosco, you're just having best week ever, aren't you? So. Best week ever. You know who she was looking like this week, Mary? Did you did you get anybody in this episode? Um, in this episode, in the workroom. In the workroom. Oh, uh, uh, well, the only thing that I, you probably have a more specific one. What I got was, I mean, you know, forgive me, but it, you know, Bosco has been doing the costumes for the drama department for years. So that's I saw that. Like she knows that costume room better than she knows her own closet. But. <laughs> She uh, has the bobby pins oh, uh, or the, the pins in her mouth, you know? Oh, so many pins in her mouth. So many, uh, you know, in the corner between the lips, uh, you know? Um, uh, yes. I hope that that sound uh, translates uh, what I'm doing right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> pass me those scissors over there, babe. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, with, with the, uh, you pass me those scissors? Yeah. Um, so what were you getting? Oh, she's giving me Nancy Travis and Three Men and a Little Lady. Wow. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Not British in real life. So disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think I see big Nancy Travis. Big Nancy Travis uh, energy. Yeah. Uh, um, love Bosco. Love that. Uh, so, okay. So we we find out about this, this Glamazon Prime uh Challenge. I think somebody reached out to us and let us know that Glamazon is Amazon's diversity and inclusion network for LGBT employees. And that sounds allies. about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even want to think about what some of their other departments are called. You know, uh, I feel like their their women their their women's group is called Mamazon. You know. Oh well, uh, that's very funny. That's very funny, Sherry's Thank mom. You. Uh, actually, I, I I was kind of researching it a little bit. I think Glamazon is a overarching term also for the women kind of sure sure maybe mamazon is for like it, it's like an it's like a um a politeness and like social cues kind of course like like an emily post at, at amazon how to conduct oh. yourself how to talk to people properly join us for mamazon mamazon and you don't mean ma'am like excuse me ma'am but you mean like mammaries 
Well, there's also that for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They could be doing mammogram and do free mammograms <laughs> in a school gym somewhere. That's also a possibility. They put up little curtains, so you have privacy. I've checked. <laughs> it's a me, real ma'am. expert in the situation. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> you want to come over here? Doing mam doing mammograms. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're using uh, our uh, Amazon <laughs> Basics mammogram machine. It wouldn't be Amazon Basics. It would be like Amazon, not Prime. Like Amazon. I don't know. I, I lost the joke. <laughs> Amazon right. two-day delivery. Up. What do we? What? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we're canceled. Yes. Yeah, canceled. Uh, let's cancel sorry. that delivery, Mary. Yeah. yeah sorry um, about that. <laughs> Uh, Sorry about that. Here's, uh, you know, 125 off your next digital purchase. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. This is, you know, here's an audible credit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mary. Anyway, so all of these boxes come in. Uh, Jasmine Kennedy, again with this Jan edit, right from the beginning here, she's like, I got to win this challenge. So she tells us, and they show us, that she hoarded the most. So she had the most options and materials to work with. And yet she had the you know, some yeah. of the least amount of materials on the runway to end with. So it's just interesting how the editors keep setting this up. Like, I don't know. I, I, I want to love Jasmine Kennedy because I think she's kind of a goose. I, I think she, there's a kookiness about her there. I mean, obviously all of the illusions of the older sister, younger sister, extroverted twin, you know, swim scholarship, sister in college, math teacher, like, you know, mm. Hel, El, uh, what's her name? Elsa Shivers from I Know You Did Last Summer. There's a lot there that, like, I don't want to see her go. And there's also, oh, I was watching the pit stop. And, uh, you know, we're not even going to say you're not supposed to compare queens. We're all doing it, even RuPaul. So, like, guess what? We're allowed to compare queens now. It's 2022. Get with it. So Gigi Good was saying, I guess one of her friends, she was on the pit stop this week, and she was saying that, like, uh, Jasmine Kennedy is um, – Alyssa Edwards meets Nicole Page Brooks. And oh, I've got to tell wow. you, then when you have those glasses on, those googly eyes, mm. there is no one seeing it. So, uh, yeah. Sure. And, and those two combined energies, not that Jasmine is giving me, like, actual Alyssa and Nicole, but, like, I, I don't know. I want to see more of the queen who's giving me Nicole Page Brooks in 2022, you know? I'm right there with you in 2022. All that being said, like uh, Jasmine annoys me on this show. Like I, I don't like the energy and the character that she's playing. Thank God for Untucked this week. I think we're, you know, we'll talk about that more in depth and nuance, but thank God for Untucked because I was like, you better come through here. You better make a mark, you know? Oh, uh, I was, and I. I, and I guess we'll talk about it in nuance, but boy, did I find myself rooting for Maddie in that argument. <laughs> I could not oh, believe no. it. I was like, no. justice for for Matthew Morphosis. Yeah. No, we are, okay, Marys, we have to continue this discussion on, on nuance because it will be a long tangent because I am very much team, team Jasmine here. Oh. Like, very much. Oh. I was snapping. I was like, oh, girl, you better fucking work. Yes, stand up. And yes, I was stand just up. Like, yes, use your arms. <laughs> I was rolling my eyes. Ugh, New York girls are the worst. <laughs> they are. They really are. Um, Anyway, oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I can see your point as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, because, I see what yeah. you're saying. It's just, yeah, it's two different. You know, well, we'll get into it in nuance. But uh, you know, I I do have to say that you know, while I don't love queens tearing into supplies, I do appreciate Miss Colby finally uh, bringing our you know RuPaul Charles Elementary School fantasy to life and bringing it to the workroom. Girl, this is all school supplies. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was August 12th for me, and she was opening up boxes of donations for the new year, for the new school year. Girl, it's school supplies. This is all school supplies. Let me tell you, let me tell you, as a former teacher, when you, when they give you the key to the school supplies closet, Mary, it smells great in there. Mm. It's, it's like, it's like going into a container store, but it's all school supplies. Like it's all mm. organized. Hopefully uh, you have like just unopened boxes of just like tons of dry erase markers and you have like legal pads up mm. to the ceiling. Mm. Oh. I'm sniffing this in like a hit of poppers. Oh. It's like that moment when Belle in Beauty and the Beast finds the library. Like he, he shows her the library and it's just like, ah, just this like, oh my God, I could stay in here for hours. The school supplies closets in, it, it, when when it's restocked, because oftentimes it's not, but when it is, Mary, all of the colored pencils, all of the markers, mm. the, the colored paper, the construction paper, oh. the oak tag, the oak post-it tag. boards, mm. ah. Oh, are there any paints? I love a good paint smell. I don't know if there's any like art. No, paints. paint is more for the art teacher, and that comes out of the uh, like arts budget. Yeah, I need to go. So sniff this would that not closet. that would yeah. <laughs> yeah that would not be available to like the English and science teacher. This is more for just like the general school supplies. Now, for Marys that are like chomping at the bit here, especially our teacher Marys, school supplies is often uh, not given out equitably and it's also there's not a lot of money for school supplies from certain schools um it it all depends on rationing it all depends on you know like a budget and if an administration like puts money into that for the most part as teachers we are buying our own fucking supplies um or we're asking parents to like donate to our classrooms depending uh, if, if it's like your advisory would be like hey bring in 10 tissue boxes uh we need 10 tissue boxes so 10 kids bring one tissue box each you know what i mean so then yeah. there's tissues in that classroom that's usually hate, what happens i hate to tangent on a tangent but have you seen that show abbott elementary oh i'm dying to see it tell oh, me about this mayor i've seen the first two episodes mary May, I mean, it's it's good. I think that I hope it keeps Am I going to be triggered, of, though? Like, no, You know, no, am I going like, to go there? <laughs> no, it's funny. It's got a good sense of humor. I think it's, uh, I think, I, I think you'll very much, if anything, more appreciate it, you know, uh, as a, as a school teacher. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot funnier than I was expecting. And, you know, the main character is really likable. And, oh, oh, sorry. Hold on. I forgot to lead with the most important thing. Cheryl Lee Ralph is in it. And she's phenomenal. Put a cork in it. Put a cork no, really. in it. Put a cork in it. It'll She'll do, do wonders, wonders for your addiction. addictions. Yeah. So j- honestly, I, I think that everything you just said, I feel like you will appreciate because that's basically, you know, the conceit of Abbott Elementary. It is a school with no budget. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I've worked at, I've worked at multiple schools and only one of those schools, I was given a stapler. Um, it, I mean, people fought over staplers. They put their names on certain supplies because teachers started like poaching them from other classrooms. Uh, it, it's a problem. It's, it, oh, anyway, rant over. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Someone was like, Hey, can I borrow your stapler? And you're like, we can't take it. (laughs) It doesn't belong to us. (laughs) 
Oh, oh anyway. Ma- Mary, let's talk about the nuance of Maddie in that hat and gloves. Oh, my goodness. Just, you know, uh, working at the at the plant store, you know, just putting miracle Grow into the begonias, you know? She was like, uh, <laughs> not Beverly, uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, Mink stole working in her garden. Yes. From yeah, she, Cereal Mom. Yeah. If not the woman I would play, Beverly, whatever her name is, the, oh, the one who doesn't Rosemary. recycle. Rosemary, <laughs> Rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah. Um, Mary, she, Maddie was serving uh, like colonoscopy. I'm about to fist you, realness. Those are some uh, thick gloves, girl. That you oh, gotta have a resilient girl? rectum if he's gonna fist you with those. I'm just saying. Girl, I'll see you at the Eagle on yeah, Tuesday night. I'll see you at the CMD <laughs> on Wednesday morning. <laughs> I'll see you in the back room of Cell Block. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you at Mount Sinai for two. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> like, did you find it? <laughs> oh yeah, she'll tear you up like chicken. Yeah, <laughs> you t- really tore it up, Miss Thing. You really tore it up, Miss Thing. <laughs> Specifically, your sigmoid colon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, of course, Maddie finds the blow-up doll. Oh um, yeah, there was like something very pervy about the hat and gloves and the blow-up doll, and I was like, I'm kind of in love with this edit here. Yeah, I love. I love the inclusion of a blow-up doll. I love the, like, the raunchy hijinks of it all. You know, like, I don't mind mm. a blow-up doll on the runway. Do I think she used it to her advantage? No. But do I mind seeing it? No. I, I think that if Shangela can come out with Frostula in season three, I don't know if anyone else, Oh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Did anyone else ever come out with a with a companion on the runway? Um, I feel like somebody did, right? Yeah. It wasn't just oh, Shangela. I know Maybe. who did. I know Sonique? who did. Um, Ooh. it was uh Alyssa Edwards. She had her chinchilla on her right. <laughs> her chinchilla on her right. She had her chinchilla uh, on her right. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. I, um, God. I will say this. Is it is it like Club Could Choose on Dragula? Is coming out with another person or a fake person on the runway going to send you to the bottom. I mean, I think, I think it's all in how you use it. I think the only other example I can think of is it's only because we just did season three. It wasn't a person, but I think in that same Christmas episode, Carmen Carrera came out with the box. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you know, Carmen could do no wrong that season. So that she had season, all those tricks up her yeah. sleeve. Yeah. She's got a trick up her sleeve but she's not uh, wearing any sleeves uh <laughs> you know I, uh, I i'd love to divert to what could have been our clip of the week is once again miss colby and i think this might be one of my favorite narration talking head moments of the entire franchise mm. this is mm. so funny this is uh. so specific then there are inflection nuances i want to queen out on if you'll indulge me we need Please. to listen to kerry colby talking about how this whole experience is like Christmas gone wrong. Have y'all ever like went to a Christmas party at your step parents and you thought you were getting something great? Like you were like, oh my God, they're gonna spoil me so much because like I'm new to the family. And then you open the box and it's like socks. And then it's also like deodorant. And the most expensive gift up in there is a sonic toothbrush, bitch. And you can't even resell it because they scratched out the resale label because they want you to use it. That's how it feels. It feels like Christmas gone wrong. (laughs) A sonic toothbrush. A toothbrush. That is, oh, that is 
I'm just going to say it now. My BSA of the week is Carrie Colby because of that moment. That is so funny and so specific. At your step parents, they give you a sonic toothbrush. The way she says at your step parents. (laughs) It was incredible. And they scratch out the resale label because they want you to use it. She didn't miss a goddamn beat. It's so good. She didn't miss a goddamn beat to the sense that I'm like, did this happen to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oddly specific. Yeah. I... The way she says, I'm new to the family, like just like because I'm new to the family. Like it reminded me very much of like a Barb and Star moment. Like yep, if, yep. if we were there with her, we would have talked about what the tree looked like, mm-hmm. where the dog was. Yeah. What the mom the was wearing. situation yes. is. Oh, yeah. No, yes. I, I could spend the rest of the episode living this fantasy and opening up the Sonicare step toothbrush. Parents. The step parent Christmas, you know. Uh, what I, a step parent! Oh, tell me who is what's the relationship with a step parents? Because like step family in laws, I could go there. Step parents, tell me. Well, as a child of, of divorce and remarriage, Thank you. uh, figured you'd have an opinion. Yeah, I might have an opinion. <laughs> I found that you know, and and God bless step parents. They are you know they're great. Uh, I love my stepdad, and so Thank but you, you know. Yes, thank you, Michelle. Um, you know, I can say that because I'm a child of divorce, you know? <laughs> uh, I can say it, but... I um, love when she does that. <laughs> I love it because she knew she had to. Uh, yeah. I I think that there is an element of what Carrie is hoping for that is true of, like, Christmas is an opportunity to try to, like, more so, like, make, yes, you, like, make a connection, over. make you uh-huh. win you over and whatnot. Yeah. And you're gonna get that expensive pair of shoes or, yeah. you know, some Nintendo game. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like, you know, God bless my stepdad, but I feel like he would try to win us over with what he thought we would like as, you know, <laughs> teenage boys. And it was just like, oh, honey, I don't, oh, honey, I don't, I don't know how to put this glove on. There's only one of them. <laughs> And it needs oiling. What do you mean we're going to play catch? What am I going to do with my other hand? You know? Um, and <laughs> Is that where this cocktail goes? Is that, yes, exactly. Is that, where this, is that where this glass goes? You know? Um, Can I mean, my pinky t- be up while wearing this glove? Right. Yeah. Where, where is the room for my pinky? What am I going to do with this? Uh, you know, this does not go with my shoes. And so, you know, it was a lot of that. And I think... Um, you know, that was kind of my experience was that the holidays were and then with like my stepdad's like his mother and his sister, like there is there is exactly what Carrie's saying of like, oh, they're going to get you some nice things because they want you to like them, you know, mm, and you okay. get them nice things because you want them to like you, you know, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, although I never got uh, my extended family anything. I didn't have money. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know when. Maybe my mom probably helped. I just remember there was one Christmas where I got my stepdad's sister, I got her a Christmas ornament at Bridget's in the mall that said aunt. Oh. I, I tore it up, this thing. I tore it up. <laughs> and she went, oh, Colin. And she looked at your stepdad and said, this is nice, Pat. This is nice, Pat. <laughs> this is really nice. Got a little choked up. You know, some of the Baileys was hitting, you know. And then, you know, there's like a family stone moment of like, you did good, kid. Yes. Yeah, there was. It was, it was good. It was really good, you know. And uh, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, uh, I, uh, yeah, my brother was, was 
having an affair with somebody else in their car. No, that wasn't happening. But when you think of the family stone, there's some fucked up shit that happens yes. at Christmas. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, yes, this little quote by Carrie Colby uh, tells so much of a story. The inflection is there. And every single way she spits out a word says something new to the family. Step. The way she goes to socks and deodorant. There's like, oh, God, there's this disdain there, this disappointment. Um, she could tell. She, Yeah, you're right, Mary. She could read a German instruction manual and I'd be entertained. Absolutely. And, and you know, not that it not that it's important, but every once in a while there's a queen who also like moves me further along on the Kinsey scale. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little less gay now. I'm a little attracted to Mary, you. Mary, you know? yeah, I've, I've been feeling this for the for the past five weeks. Absolutely, yeah. I'm like, yeah. like, I'm like, I I have a I have a very serious crush on her. I'm very attracted yeah. to Carrie. Yeah, yeah, I follow oh. her on Instagram, and I'm kind of like, oh, she's she's sun tanning. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think I'm gonna like this post. Hmm. I think I'm gonna like this post. Yeah. Okay, um, Mary, is this why I identify talk- with Maddie this week? Am I straight? <laughs> That's why I'm rooting for her. Oh, God, you're not straight. Um, Am I straight? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's about as convincing as my share. (laughs) Nope. Um, We have Willow, the little sewer rat, trying to scavenge like, what can I get? Um, Adorable Willow. Again, I, I, I was audible at the club going like, oh, somebody help her. Um, looking for stuff. Can't open the boxes. I don't know why she didn't go and grab scissors. Uh, and like, I, I, there must have been a sense of urgency, and also production. Like, you know, give her some scissors. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for a league of their own. Can you read, honey? Moment. You know, <laughs> I think that's what this was. Was like, you know, can you open these, honey? Um, and that it didn't. And and only cornbreads. I think were was mm. doing. And I think any of these other queens would have. So it is interesting that like we didn't see that because I don't think that anyone else would have been like, I'm not helping that bitch. I think if no. anything, they'd be all happy to help her. But it was interesting that that didn't happen either from production or anybody else. It was a, it was a surprising twist, especially in season 14. I feel like I saw people get like kind of riled about that on Reddit. And I was like, yeah, I feel like this, <laughs> people don't like this shit. People don't like these games, you know? The, Oh, like the like playing, like like allowing this to happen. People like I feel like the drag race audience. People notice this, like, huh? You know, like what are you gonna just like you know use her disability for entertainment? Like, oh, people go right. there, yeah, yeah, and I, right. I get it. I get that point of view. It does feel when there's so many other things they're trying to do to be inclusive and like telling people's narratives and validating people and representation. There is something a little bit inconsistent, not to make a bigger deal of this than it is, but there is something inconsistent of like, Oh, well, because of my, my uh, health issues, I'm struggling to open the box and there's no help. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't fit in with the rest of the narrative of drag race these days. Right. It's just open. It's not even a part of the challenge. You know what I mean? It's just right. opening boxes. This right. was all part of like this schmackty, oh, they these boxes came in from Glamazon Prime and the prop master taped the boxes up a lot. Like it, it was right. unnecessary. Right. I think we just saw how unnecessary the struggle was. And I think that's what riled people up. Yeah. And and I feel like it's very possible that what we, we didn't see eventually, like Bosco saying, oh, here, let me help you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I opened up this box for you, Willow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So there's also what we didn't see. This week on Patreon... 
All right, Mary. Marys, we need to talk about Pangina heels. Oh, let me kick off my heels because we need to talk about the, 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 the moment. She is the moment. Throughout the episode, she was just dropping wisdom, laughs, left and right. Let's talk about how this all happened. New York, baby. Yeah. New York, baby. Jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> it, it is annoying. It is insufferable. These queens act like to perform in New York means that somehow lip syncing is harder. I so, just, I enjoyed it so much. I know you hated it, but I, I Mary, did. she I, said, I'm going to destroy you in the slim sync. It's not a problem. <laughs> So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. I, we do get some more description from, from Carrie talking about oh my what God, kind of sleep so paralysis much. demon is uh, is up ordering PVC, barbed wire. like She calls it the get me the hell out of here because I don't sew moment. Yeah. I, I, I'm just yeah. like, can we give this to Carrie? Give the Emmy to Carrie. She said some kind of Bill Nye the Science Guy experiment. Bitch, I failed science. I. It's so natural for her. It's so uh, good. It's just so good. I love good. this cadence. I yeah. love the cadence. Yeah. Um, we get a seven reference from Daya. Uh, the, the drag race continues to be so entertaining before the judging. <laughs> Mary, and like speaking of references, this is an episode flooded with references and they were not trying to keep in the audience up to date. So indeed, I love a what's in the box yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. But there were some later. There was one I had to look up. Not that that's like a big deal, but I was like, oh, okay. You guys are really going for the deep cuts. Oh, I hope you point it out to me. Oh, I will. Oh, of course I will. Um, You know, Carson uh, comes to the workroom in a very Tim Gunn kind of consultation. Mm. And I actually, it's a, it was a very restrained, very calm Carson. I actually really enjoyed Carson in the workroom and he maybe didn't give as much like helpful advice as say a Tim Gunn would, but I don't think it was useless advice. No, no, and it it also could have been edited. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I he didn't he didn't wow me. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I liked him. I I liked that there was kind of a like you know untucked, toned down Carson mm, that we don't okay. really see often. Okay. It's normally these like ridiculous puns on the judges panel, and so it was just nice to see. You know, I don't know what his nickname is. What do you what do you think they call Carson as a, a nickname? Is it just Carson? Yep. You know, call him Car. That doesn't work. They, they, they. Somebody might call him Son. Oh, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> called him Son a few times. Oh, the sun also rises. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it sets sometimes too. Um, Don't let your sun go down on me, Mary. Yeah, or please do. Um, uh, let's do Sunrise, it in the car, son. Sunset. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, get in the car, son. I love do, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it in the car, son. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, park this car, son, in this little garage. Yes. Yeah, right um, in this little garage. <laughs> 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 um, Mary, so uh, I want to talk about the Maddie moment here. Uh, and it's when RuPaul says, you know, um, you're in drag, man. You're in drag, man. Oh, I, I Clip just, that. Clip that. I you're know. I can't drag, believe I did it. You're in drag, man. You're in drag, man. Oh, I loved it. I, I just... Rue would never say that to another queen on this show, ever. And I just love that it's in there that Rue, there's a straight man, and suddenly Rue is just like, he just goes to like Days and Confused territory. Yeah, code switches into Matthew McConaughey and Days and Confused. 
you're in drag, man. Uh, there was also this like hippie energy to it. Yep. Um, yeah. You it know, was very to a, yeah, Venice like Beach. a hippie guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in drag, man. Yeah. Ugh. You need a medical marijuana card? Come into my booth. Yeah. Oh, God. And then she sets up a beach ball and she says, it's all about this area right here. This area. Is your pussy on fire? And Maddie, oh my God, God bless little Maddie. It's it's warming up. It's warming up. Oh, oh my God, it's warming up. Right, girl, like, girl, <laughs> it's warming up. This isn't a crock pot, honey. Like <sighs> you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta hit that back, Mary. You gotta yeah. hit that back. And like yeah. even the idea, I mean, they kind of edit it as if like Maddie has never heard this expression. Is my pussy on fire? My pussy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I I think there is some sense of like. I, and I think Gigi was talking about this in the pit stuff, not to be quoting Gigi good so much, not something I ever aspired to, but points were made of like, if you're going to do this, you got to be in on the joke and all of this of mm-hmm. like your pussy on fire and all that, that you, there can't be a flummoxed moment. Like, no, th- no, that you got to stop, drop and roll, Mary. And be like, it's on exactly. fire. It's on fire. Like, honestly, it's so hot. Ooh, I have to go see the medic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, my do ass. something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my ass. Oh, yeah. Burn my ass. Yeah. I, it just, there is some sense of like this, it's like it doesn't matter who you're fucking off the show if you don't if you can't get the bo- the volleyball back over the net, you know you're out. Yeah, yeah. They, it, RuPaul basically laughed in her face. <laughs> Now's yeah. the time. You better strike a match. Yeah, and at uh, that point, it's like just like you were saying with Jasmine. It's like, oh, honey, you're already going home. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You're going home. I am not going home. I'm going home. I'm going yeah. home. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so you know we get obviously uh, a visit with with Angie as well and, and I mean it's all just like textbook how to do these with these gosies mm, I these rusies yeah yeah these rusies I really I lived for like Angie saying at the end hey you got to do what you got to do like it's such a lovely energy of like when she says you know listen there weren't that many options in the boxes so I got to work with what you gave me and it it's such a great energy and I think in so many ways, Angie is such a quintessential drag race front runner because she's got this, even if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out energy. And I think that gets RuPaul off in like record time. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, th- these Rusies, um, I don't know. The, they, they continue to interest me because it, it's our chance to see RuPaul the producer does that make sense yeah yeah it, it's you know it, it's the weird thing that like RuPaul is in the workroom giving these queens you know advice and critiques and whatnot as if he's not also on the judges panel you know it's mm-hmm. it's why the visits with Tim Gunn make sense in Project Runway because he's not judging them yep yeah completely I <clears throat> we get Willow Pill uh more of that awful baby voice from both of them Yes, yes. I, I thought we had lost it, but uh, <laughs> I thought we were over it. But, well, we got a bit, a bit, a bit, with a bit more. Uh, the whiteness week is over. Um, <laughs> Speaking the... of, of baby yes. voices, just, it, you know, and, and very deep cut references, when it was time to visit with Jasmine, RuPaul says, to, says, Carson, whatever you do, don't mention Chappaquiddick. Do you know what that <laughs> reference is? No, tell me. Please. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure. I'm not going to Google it, but I'm quite sure this is a reference to like Ted Kennedy driving a babysitter off the road. <gasps> it's a whole like scandal about Ted Kennedy. <laughs> And so, like, and it's such an old, like, Scream! thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, so, God bless you, RuPaul. God bless making those references. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's such a like what a what a deep dark cut. So yeah, uh, dark. It was yeah. a car crash in on the Chappaquiddick Island of Massachusetts, <laughs> and it was I guess the the idea that it was. Uh, um, oh, it was resulted in the death of passenger Mary Jo Kopechny, a 28-year-old campaign strategist who worked for Kennedy and for Ted Kennedy. And there was, I think, the uh, scandal that he may have been having an affair with her. I don't know. Fuck Ted Kennedy. So that's the reference is to Chappaquiddick is poor Miss Mary Jo Kopechny. How dark and fucked up and great is that? <laughs> she, and it's so quick. She's like, Carson, whatever you do. And she, you know, she went to the editors and she's like, you better leave that joke. If, in yeah. There. If you <laughs> cut that. Yeah. I swear to God. So I just need to mention that like RuPaul in 2022 is making a Chappaquiddick reference. This happened in 1969, Mary. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's my Maddie. That's my Maddie. Nice. nice. I was, it's so funny. I was just talking about that with someone yesterday. Is that like that notion of like, especially straight guys responding, nice. Like yeah. 420 nice. likes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 69. <laughs> nice. I could yeah. do a whole when, episode yeah. on nice. Exactly. Yeah. We should. We should do it only Mary's. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, some girl like, you know, she, he's watching a movie and like a girl like strips or something. He goes, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. She shows nice. her tits. Nice. <laughs> well, and this is, uh, there's a there's a there's a real housewife. Forgive me, but she has a, a catchphrase, you know, make it nice. I made it nice. And so oh, maybe we can nice. tie in Dorinda Medley into this. Make it nice. That's that's a it's very Italian American. I oh, gotta make, make it, nice. it nice. Yeah, yeah. and she's it, yeah she has them all to her house in the Berkshires, and she gets really drunk and gets really upset, and she's like, you know, I I have you all over. I don't know. I made it nice, and she oh, and I'm I so ashamed, nice. and that became. I know what make phrase. it nice means. There's 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 like uh, there's something with. When you date somebody, oh, we're gonna make it nice, and oh no, I want to nice. make it nice. It's like, oh, Johnny, don't don't fuss yourself. It's fine. Don't do. It. No, I want to make it nice. Yeah, yeah. Make it nice. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah. It nice. It's it's like the John Roberts videos. I feel like she's yes. a, a make it nice kind of lady. Yeah. Oh, make absolutely. It nice. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly that what that means in yeah. every context. Yeah. No, yep. you gotta make it nice. Yeah. Um, Willow Pill uh, talks about <laughs> being a child's nightmare. There's something that I should have clipped as well, but it's RuPaul going, ooh. <laughs> did you uh, catch what, this? No, I did not. I mean, and I should have clipped. Do you have nightmares often? There's a lot to clip <laughs> in this scene. Yeah. Well, I have a lot, of, a lot of stress dreams. Yeah. Do you, do, you have night, do you have a lot of nightmares? Um, when I'm awake, no. When I'm asleep, yes. Uh, this was adorable. I can't wait to talk about Willow's look. Um, but, you know, for purposes of time, Mary, do you want to... Should we should we move on from these Rusies? I am totally fine for that. I, uh, you know, I did want to mention, this is a very minor thing, and I don't remember... It came up like months ago, but one of our Marys had pointed out that there was a moment where the music was syncing up with the actions in the scene in a really like perfect way. Do you remember this? I think you saw it and I didn't, but it was just like there was this weird like sort of connection with the music. Is, is any of this ringing a bell? No. Okay. Well, that's fine. Someone out there listening knows, but if you watch this episode about 31 minutes in when they cut back to the workroom and they're showing Deja padding concealer on her forehead, the beat of the music is going with her padding oh, concealer on her forehead. I have talked about this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have talked about this. It goes right. perfectly. It's so cool. Uh, 
I love when that happens. And I wonder if the editors saw it and they were like, okay, keep it. Keep that cut. Yeah, you know? I mean, it has to be. That's something you find by accident. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you want to find a little Easter egg, somewhere between 30 and 31 minutes into the episode, when they cut back to the workroom, Deja's, you know, it's a shot of her at the, at the makeup mm. table. Uh, it's, it's when so Carrie cool. Colby says, oh, Daya is a distressed crystal. I was like, that is poetry, Mary. That's oh, a poem. Yeah, <laughs> distressed crystal. I mean, that's a, you know, that's the name Mary! of an album. She's a distressed Daya crystal. Daya is a distressed crystal. Oh, it's so brilliant. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and Daya, uh, I mean, and, and we see Daya kind of struggling to describe herself of like, you know, and I'm still a good party fun time. And that to me feels similar to what Rue was saying about Jasmine, where it's like, oh, if you can't, if you don't have the elevator pitch of what your character is, so mm-hmm. like that seems like, uh-oh. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, Daya, I got to tell you, Daya is a great uh, commentator, maybe not a narrator, but she's a good commentator. Um, I, I, th- she, she's good with a phrase. She's good with a read. Um, and I, I, I like Daya's energy. And yeah, what they're showing us so far is that she has something to overcome to come through. Yeah, yeah. And will it happen this season? I don't know. Who but- knows? Meanwhile, we get a little bit of, I mean, we get, uh, I guess, probably a foreshadowing of Bosco saying that Deja's look is whelming. Oh, and, my God. You know, and maybe we'll talk about that when we get to the runway, but I, I feel like you could draw some comparisons to Deja and Georges um, in terms of oh. what was done with the look uh, and okay. how successful it was. Um, we also get Carrie Colby talking about getting kicked out and, you know— dealing with her father's rejection and kind of rejecting him for the way he was treating her. Mm. And it made me very concerned that we were getting backstory on a queen who was coming out with macrame on and might not be sticking around. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, they hit it well because we got uh, Carrie, we got Jasmine, we got Maddie, we got Lady Camden, a very comedic moment from Lady Camden. Let's let's move that to nuance, Mary, because I want to talk about these looks. Yeah, I one thing I also, you know, just for anyone who is not uh, currently a matron and wants to hear us also discuss a nuance similar to Carrie Colby and the Step Family Christmas. I could spend a whole episode talking about Jasmine's dad's girlfriend. Oh, because Jasmine's yes. dad's girlfriend is what helped Jasmine's dad come around. And so I am. like, Ugh. I want to know everything about Jasmine's dad's girlfriend because mm-hmm. that's very different than stepmother it's very different mm. it's jasmine's dad's girlfriend it's very important it's my new drag name jasmine's dad's girlfriend yeah so put a pin in that mickey let's talk about yeah. that in nuance because that is that's very specific very real yeah. yeah and big ups to grandma morphosis oh good for you yeah yeah, yeah. grandma grandma grandma, grandma. Yeah. yeah grandma morphosis in the trailer next door <laughs> i love a grandma you know Granny Morphosis. Yeah, Granny Morphosis. Careful. Um, (laughs) So we get to the work. We get to the runway, and Rue's got her petticoats on. Mm. Um, Sign sealed, delivered. I'm a whore. Uh, I love that line. We meet Taraji P. Henson, who I just can't get enough of on TV. Um, I think she's so gorgeous. I think she's so um, just with it. I think she's totally there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think... Pink news, I think I just read. I think fans are calling for Taraji P. Henson to be a permanent judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. So uh, that was exciting. Also, a finger of Drag Race when when she says, you know, uh, whatever. There's some joke, you know, when RuPaul's doing her introduction. And, and RuPaul laughs and wags her finger and goes, I thought so. I thought so. 
And so I kind of want to nominate a. Uh, we there's a whole new episode of Fingers of Drag Race that I don't even know where we would begin, but uh, there's a lot of fingers. So this is a finger of Drag Race. All right, Mary. Um, so what looks stood out to you, Mary? Well, I uh, I do want to say that uh, Diabetti. I know we've talked about her a lot, and we've talked about those glasses. But I thought as a queen who is not only representing ty- type one diabetics this week, she's representing the overactive thyroid community with those eyes. And I just mm. think the medical representation this season is in- is <laughs> inspirational. Uh, but I think uh, we've already talked about how Jasmine looks like Alyssa meets Nicole Page Brooks. But let's talk about Bosco's uh, IKEA moment. Oh, so the first kind of place that I went, I thought of Davina DeCampo. Yes, because Davina same. DeCampo also used those IKEA bags. Yep, or she she used similar bags. She used that's what it. Yeah, yeah, those like that plasticky shopping bag. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I call them IKEA bags. I know, you know. It's like calling them but Kleenex. that's what they are. They're tissues. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Right, 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 yeah. right. Q-tips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ear swabs. Ear swabs. Um, Band-aids, you know, whatever. I love that this was hot glued onto her. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, if she had to pee, I actually think it's a great look because you could just hose that thing down and you're good to go. <laughs> um, I loved the necklace. I thought that was super creative. I, To me, when this came out, I was like, this fe- feels more like unconventional materials, like an exciting challenge because I could still kind of see that she used, if I look closely, the unconventional materials. But like, if I look from afar, I'm like, oh, what a look. What is that made out of, you know? And didn't, I think maybe it was either an untucked or the main episode where she had said, like, I don't want this to look like fabric. I want untucked, this to look yeah. like this is unconventional materials. I don't want you to think that, like, oh, wow, you know, it's, I, I want you to always realize that this is made out of something else. And I think that's cool. I think it's with unconventional materials, materials challenges, I feel like that's always the balance of, like, you know, keep the unconventional, keep the nuance of the challenge, but uh-huh. make it fashion. I think it's it's when it looks too much like hodgepodge, you know, junk drawer, or when it's more like, you know, I think of like season five with Ivy Winters. She came out in a gorgeously constructed red dress, and they were like, this is gorgeous, but where's the garbage, you know? Right. And so I feel like it's, yeah, you have to fall in the middle where it's like, yeah, you know, but you, but it still works. Yeah, that's the thing about, when they were opening up these boxes and then to see all the looks, I'm like, so many of them were like, oh, yeah, this is a canopy. And, oh, this is a bed skirt. Oh, and I made this from, you know, a, a, a tablecloth. Right. All of that. I was like, yeah, that's it's like you just took fabric. Right. So I'm right. more impressed with a Bosco look. I'm more impressed. Well, I'll get to Willow in a second, but I'm more impressed with a Bosco look uh, with Angeria using those blinds, um, even to an extent, Carrie Colby, um, just because it looked like there were things, right? Whereas I, mean, I know Daya used a lot of fabric. Yeah, Carrie's, I, I really think I'm so glad that she was safe. I thought this was a real... A real miss for a gorgeous girl who's, you know, uh, practically pizza to me, gourmet pizza, and that I uh-huh. still don't care what she looks like. It's Carrie fucking Colby, but oh, it's Carrie Colby, Mary. She's, I she mean, looks girl. stunning. We yeah. can't take it. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I'm glad she was safe. I am so excited she'll be around for an acting challenge next week. But yeah, this was it. I don't know when girls make bathing suits. 
I'm always, and especially Carrie kind of like gluing things interestingly, but I'm always like, it's a, it's a design challenge. Like don't make a bathing suit. I, I, Georgia's I felt was kind of a bathing suit. I felt like Jasmine's was this sheer cover up of a bathing, of a bathing suit. suit with a big old diaper crotch girl. Yeah. Um, so in, in that sense, I give diet, or excuse me, Deja a lot more credit for like draping for sewing for like figuring out like a whole lot of look even though she used fabric yeah deja's i so you know i mentioned this before i feel like there was a way in which deja's was similar to me as to georgia's where it was like well there's just not a lot of construction here and i think they talk about this in the in the episode that like Deja has established herself as this incredible seamstress and designer. Mm -hmm. And yet like we haven't really, or at least this week, we're not really seeing that on display. And it's, it's kind of a shame. It's like, if you can do more, why wouldn't you do more? I was a little, I mean, I thought she looked beautiful in the face and the hair, but I, I, I can understand why this was bottom three. I, on the note of Deja, just another, reference that I don't know if you know everyone was going to catch but the show is going to make it anyway is when RuPaul says and then there's mauve and you that's and then there's Maud, which is for, with the B. Arthur show so I just needed Brilliant. to name that like and then there's mauve but indeed I thought that Deja was giving me Dejeunez this week you know when it's mm. like mustard and mayo mm-hmm. Dejeunez it, it was Dejeunez uh, all right well what does that say uh excuse me do you have any gray poupon and then don't they I think it's like, well excuse the me. Do you have any gray poupon? And then uh, like there's a like doesn't like a little tub come out of like one limo into the other. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, those yes. commercials. We could do those a whole episode on the gray poupon commercials. Ah, oh, gray poupon. Um, uh, Willow. Let's talk about Willow because Willow didn't get too much of a moment. I I have to say. I love a slutty dress. Like, I love a slutty dress. So already I'm kind of interested. But to me, this reminded me very much of, like, a Project Runway avant-garde challenge where I feel like this would be featured in a runway in a fashion show. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, like, mm -hmm. like, it would be so avant-garde. Like, they'd, they'd have these... It would just be this crazy uh, look with this shrug because it, it was just a shrug that she created with the long arms and then the slutty dress. And then somehow they would turn this into something that would be wearable in, you know, a, a department store. But this would be the fashion week moment. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, with these like obscenely long sleeves uh -huh. kind of creating a train or something like, you know, I totally see that. I thought I thought this look was really cool. I thought... I mean, it was, as I said, like, I was surprised to see her just be safe. I I just think the concept is so cool. I think even when she said in Untucked, I think I had the best concept. It's like you definitely had, like, a, there, there's, a, there's a real story there that I don't know if everybody else is creating as much story, you know? And, mm. uh, and, and Daya kind of brings that up of, like, if you're just coming out there looking pretty in a nice garment, like, that's just not interesting. That's just not good mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. And, Agreed. you know, so, so I think someone like Willow, like, it, there's always a story. There's always, a, even the JLo runway, there was a story there. There was a, like, it was informed mm -hmm. by something. And I think it's true. I think that, that's what makes it, makes it special, I guess, you know? What did you think of the edit of Daya? Was it Daya? Asking like, well, what, what is, what is the story? Like what, how did you come up with this? Oh, I mean, I don't, I, I feel like at that point, Daya was just like, 
I think she I think she was tired. I think she was frustrated. And it was like, well, what the hell are you supposed to be? You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got well. Here, I even took a clip of it. What was the concept exactly? <laughs> like a child's like stuffed animal nightmare. Ding <laughs> That little I like. I have seen that sound clip in Garage Band. I know what that is. I saw you in the media library. I just I I don't know. I I feel like that was a weird like. Oh, suddenly Willow's weird. Suddenly what Willow's saying is strange. Now we're putting funny music on it. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> now it's weird. Yeah. Now it's weird. Um, speaking of weird, Maddie Morphosis, I'm it it just it's very apparent that she she's a comedy queen, and I get that. And when she comes down in a look, she's actually not really feeling it. And and it didn't didn't matter if the dress was pretty or not. Yeah. I don't think she comes down the runway feeling this woman. I felt that way last week with that like rain look where I was like, yeah. I don't feel like I feel like you're this you're someone who got caught in the rain, you know? Mm. I feel like you're like a depression ad. The you know? Park, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're just that egg. You're the Zoloft egg, you know? She's gotta figure it out. She's gotta figure out like what she's doing when she walks the runway and you know for a comedy queen to walk the runway maybe it's just not natural for her you know right right maybe this is like well in any other situation i'm not going to walk a runway i'm going to put on a show or whatever so i i yeah i don't think maddie needs to learn how to walk a runway you know what i mean to like be successful totally you know i want to just point out and maybe talk about it Mary's correct me if i am wrong please or show me examples this, here's the statement. This is the first time that they have shown a clip of Untucked on the main episode from the same episode. Yeah, I mean. Or the same week. You tell us. They, they, I, it was the first time I ever noticed where we were seeing footage of something we had not technically seen yet. That was as like oh, as a sneak right. preview of things to come right. in Untucked. You know, a lot of times they don't even refer to Untucked, you know. Uh, no. As... It's weird. It kind of lives in its own space, and then it doesn't really enter the main episode narrative as much. And mm-hmm. um, like yeah, we saw was, a clip, we like we, we saw, saw a clip of it. A clip of it. It wasn't even just like we fought backstage. Like this, we they they went to a clip. Well, and I just it, found that fascinating. If you think about it, it's like the first time this season where they had a real like exciting untucked moment. And like, if I was editing this episode, I think what what a great way to kind of put a preview of Untucked to keep people like make sure they they go watch Untucked. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, I and it made see, me want to. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise I could see people people even myself being like, "Ugh, is there anything in Untucked?" And so it for once they had something, you know. I was at a bar, man. I don't want to say which one because come I on, I come no. On. In nuance, I will, but I was at a bar to watch this, and I really wanted to see Untucked after this. Normally, if I'm seeing it live, like, I'll kind of skip Untucked, but now I was, like, sitting there with my friend, shout out to Sister Mary Jeremy, um, and they kind of, they turned up the lights, and the drag queen who was hosting, who wasn't doing a very good job, and arrived after the episode had started. Um, Normally, they do kind of a pre-show, they, you know, get mm-hmm. their tips and all that. No. Um, but, but this queen was like, Oh, now I'm going to perform a couple numbers. You want to stay? And I turned to my friend and I was like, no, no, <laughs> uh, I wanted to watch untucked. And she was like, no, I'm going to perform now. I'm like, you showed up late. 
you, yeah. you didn't really do good banter and now you're not showing us kind of what we wanted to see for the first time. I don't know. Right, right. You are I, I, the opposite of a hostess. Again, I respect drag queens. Yeah. Exactly, Mary. Exactly. I respect I respect the queens and, and all of the effort that she put into it. I know it's not easy. And like, read the room. We wanted to watch The Untucked. It's also anyway. your fucking job. I hear that it's not easy, but it's your fucking job. I don't mean to be like so aggressive about it, but it's like, you don't have to give people so much credit. She didn't show up. Now she's interrupting a part of the show. She's putting on a mm. show nobody asked for. Mm. She's not a good drag queen. Fuck her. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just not giving yeah. credit to nobody today. So uh, The banter I'm, was not it. Oh, the Yeah, was... well, you know. This, anyway. Yeah, I can't love everybody. Yeah, uh, maybe one, she had one off day. I don't know. Who yeah, cares. whatever. I'm giving her too much you know. credit. Yeah. Uh, you know, just another deep cut reference that I had to look up. I think they when they were doing the deliberations and – they were talking about how Georges has been learning, you know, learned all of this from RuPaul, from watching RuPaul. Oh. Carson turns to Ru and says, she learned it from you, Dad. She learned it from watching you, Dad. And that is a reference to an 80s anti-drug PSA. <laughs> I had to look that up, though. So I can't claim, like, great ownership of that. But I, it sounded like a quote, so I Googled it. <clears throat> and I just was like, wow, that's deep. It's some kid going, I learned it from watching you, Dad. Brilliant! Oh God, do I love that? Yeah. Ugh. So, all right. Um, I, I mean, also it was like something. I figured it was something. <laughs> on its own. Just the quote: "I learned it from watching you, Dad." And we could do a whole other episode. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if you've watched any of Euphoria, but I just started watching it, and it's a very appropriate quote. <laughs> I have, um, I, I have been watching Euphoria. That's a whole other only Mary's Mary's choice. Uh, I I have lots of thoughts on that, and I also, just to be clear, Mary's, I'm not recommending it. Not because I don't think it's good, but I don't want to recommend something that somebody might walk into blindly just because somebody was talking about it. Look up what that show's about before you watch it. That's all I want to say. It's um, it's just about a bunch of people getting along, having a good time being happy and singing songs and they call it euphoria. I, uh, I would not look up any plot descriptions. I wouldn't look up any content warnings. I would just hit play. I really think you got nothing to worry about. Um, uh, talk about a last chance lip sync. Oh my God. The end of the season one. Have you gotten to the end of season no, one yet? I'm only two episodes in. Oh, I just the I end of season one has one of the best songs. Oh my God. By lab. Oh my God. Labyrinth. Uh, so fucking good. Um, Oh God, I loved it. But anyway, I, all of this talk of like I got it from your dad. Remind. I just want to go back to "Heart of the House" by Alanis Morissette. Um, the, the lyric is "Women to women," or uh, we talked like women to women would. Women to woman would. Where did you get that from? Must have been your father, your dad. I got it from you. I got it from you. Do you see yourself in my gypsy garage sale ways? It, in my fits of laughter, in my Tinkerbell tendencies, in my lack of color coordination. Ah. I just love Alanis. It's so good, and the because I, I know that song well. But there, and obviously Alanis does these interesting kind of like beats. But the way she does, I got it from you. I got it from you is so brilliant. Mm -hmm. The like rhythm uh -huh. of how she does those that the repetition is. Yeah, I got stunning. it from you. I got it from you. Yeah, yeah she's moving yeah. the the emphasis of it, and uh, I got it from you. I got it from you. Uh, based on where it falls on the beat. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love that song. 
Um, this lip sync, Mary, Sugar Mama, first Beyonce song, I think. Um, Mary's will probably correct me on that. But I have to say this. And then I'm just going to leave it here. There is nothing gayer than a lip sync to Beyonce. For years, since Beyonce has come onto the scene, since YouTube, since, I don't know, lip syncing to Beyonce on the internet, in the club, in the car, in a clothing store, it has been extremely gay. And I'm just going to leave that there. Well, I mean. Uh, I, you know, I don't disagree with you. I think that Beyonce, I... I think Beyonce is incredible and super talented and it will be a superstar of our time and many other times to come. I, you know, everyone has their, like, people just become obsessive about, so, like, Lady Gaga and Beyonce and Kylie and et cetera and so forth. And Alanis? I don't, Sorry. <laughs> I said Alanis? <laughs> Sometimes Alanis, sure. Um, I think I got that from you. I got it from you. Uh, but I, I, I've never clipped on to Beyonce the way people do of like oh my god put me in the beehive you know I feel like she's great but I like if a drag queen is performing a, a Beyonce number especially if it's one of the ones we've all heard a thousand times that is my cue to go to the bathroom I think oh it's just wow a, so this was refreshing because it was a new Beyonce that I don't normally see like I don't need to see a drag queen do um you know, another, a big Beyonce song, you know, uh, your stuff is in a box to the left, you know, yeah. uh, um, it would been have been done. cool to see a ballad. That would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm always excited about a ballad lip sync. I was thinking about what other kind of Beyonce Destiny's child songs, uh, that could have been here in place. Obviously freakum dress would have been amazing, but, if I go to Destiny's Child, there's a song, and we might have chosen this for our last chance lip sync once, um, called Nasty Girl. Do you know this song? I don't know it by name. Maybe I've heard it. Oh, Nasty. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, oh my God, they're singing about that. I don't know. They're talking about this, uh, this girl who's, she's classless. She's sleazy. Uh, work words. Uh, let's see. Uh, nasty. Put some clothes on. I told you, don't walk out your house without your clothes on. I told you, girl. What you thinking about looking? Uh, uh, looking that. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. It's like but... <laughs> I'm at their concert. It's like I'm in. I have the front row. Not to quote a. It's hard again. to speak the lyrics. I and know. Not sing I know. Them. Well, yeah. don't hold back, girl. That's what. Sh that's your. Don't don't. That's nuance, Mary. Okay. All right. You know. Don't don't keep your your light under the bushel. Is what I'm trying. The to best say, line girl. is these men don't want no hot female that's been around the block female. <laughs> See, look at that. It's. I mean. I, am I Latavia? I feel like I'm on stage with you right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, the lip sync was great. Jasmine killed this. Yeah. That, I got to say, when the minute, here's the nuance that I just want to queen out on. Because, yeah, she did the hair flipping. You know, she did the humping of the floor. Like, she knows what to do. She did the kicks. But the moment that I think that she won this for me is that opening walk from the back of the stage. And she does this ball change before, hey, uh. I, I, you know, it, it, there was this weird thing where I just, even, even having not seen the untucked yet, I was like, and we'll talk about it in nuance where I was just like, ugh, I hope she goes home. I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope something happens and Maddie just pulls it out. And I, I was like, wow, my, how far I've come, you know? Uh, 
you know, I thought Maddie was funny. I thought she was really cute doing it. I liked her yes moment. Um, but I kept seeing her out of drag doing this song. I mean, I, yeah. I, it, watching it the second time, I was like, no, Jasmine won this before the song started. It's very clear. I just didn't want the confident girl in Untucked to win. That's all this is. I just yeah. wanted the little, the, the little, you know, little Bo Peep in her dress, you know, the, the underdog to pull it out and put this girl in her place. And she didn't. And yeah. it is what it yeah. is. But this is a look you go home and marry. It I, is. It is. And we got, we got a great little moment when she, when she proclaims that it's chocolate and she has that little dopey smile. Oh, and that tooth, that colored out tooth. I mean, it was great. It's chocolate. She smiled. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Carson kind of alluded to this, but I think if, if, if Maddie had done some like really chic, like, 70s you know color blocked pantsuit kind of thing Mm. she used the colors but she created like a jumpsuit or something it was very like you know whatever like if if she could create that i think that would have looked amazing on the runway i think those colors it could have worked and i feel like uh the fact that she was like yeah i didn't really know where this look was going was also she was going home the moment she said i didn't know where this look was going you know right right the moment I got the wig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah, when did you lose control of the dress? You know, the moment <laughs> I, I tried to make wig. another hoop skirt. This is the yeah. second time Maddie has attempted the hoop skirt. She tried it with the first design challenge. It didn't work. And so she came out with that other red, white, and blue thing. She did a hoops. Enough with the hoop skirts, girl. You know, these straight guys shooting hoops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It just gets so Maddie. It gets so Maddie. I'm just, you know, air balls. Trying to, you know, nothing but net. I'm trying to get nothing but net. Uh, anyway, nice. this is a good episode. I liked <laughs> nice. I liked how it ended uh, with her her little line. I want you to remember me by two simple words. It doesn't matter which two, as long as they're simple. Uh, was cute. You know, funny yeah. little catchphrase. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it was like Phyllis Diller. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, there's a tiny nuance that I don't, I, is worth. I don't even. I don't actually think it's worth noticing, but it exists. Is after RuPaul says, "Can I get an amen?" Everyone goes, "Amen!" And then there's this weird, tiny extra shot of of Bosco at the end going, "Yeah." And it's just like, why is that here? And it's as if Bosco is just on a delay. And so if anyone wants another weird Easter egg, there's Bosco at the end of the Amen. Okay. Okay. I I, I will have to look at that. Yeah, you I might enjoy it. That. Yeah. I usually enjoy most things Bosco. Yeah, um, yeah Mary, I, I got to say, again, it's kind of becoming kind of a trend, but I'm loving everything up until the judging of these last episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race this season. And it's just the judging that I've been like, what? So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I, I, it, it, I wonder. I wonder in, in the kind of revamping and in the production of season 14, I, I think there's a lot of things they're doing really well. But maybe they're also like, hey, how are we going to keep these queens on their heels? How are we going to keep people excited about this show? Let's make them angry. Let's have a couple of yeah, decisions that, mm-hmm. that like keep people talking and get people, you know, fired up on social media. Cause like all of this, you know, I hope that Georgia's isn't getting any negative, you know, whatever I'm sure she is, but like it, that makes sense to me is, is that this is kind of like, these are, these are on purpose decisions to keep the season goopy and they're decisions that like, ultimately aren't going to rock where they want the season to go. My, my opinion, I think Angeria, Willow, um, Bosco, and someone else, maybe Carrie, are going to the end. I feel like it's already shaping up. So I think once Cornbread left Mary, it just became a free-for-all. Yeah, but I, I feel like, 
you know, it, there's this sense of like track record wise, unless, you know, someone else is going to have a come up in the next couple episodes. It's like, it, basically, it doesn't matter if we send Maddie home this week or Jasmine's in the bottom or Georgia's wins because none of them are going to the top four. If that was the narrative, you know what I mean? I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. Maddie wasn't going to the, to the end, Mary. No, yeah. no. And yeah. I, I never expected it. And there's still a couple people in the cast that I don't expect to get to the end. But hey. It's not over yet. It's room for everybody. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. I, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the season so far and despite the judging. And I wonder if, I wonder if that's going to change for most of the fandom. It seems like the fandom is really calling out like this isn't a competition. And I wonder if the show is ever going to just kind of name that. Uh, Like if they're actually doing this on purpose to be like, this is subjective. Your opinion doesn't matter as a viewer. We're creating story. Like, you know what I mean? Like at some point people aren't going to want to watch a show that doesn't feel fair. Yeah. I mean, I think we're probably moving into nuanced territory, but I think oh, my, true. my response to that would be is I feel like I, I look to all of the older reality shows that have been along round longer. I look at something like shows with even more ridiculous conceits like the bachelor and while the audience is different, there's a sense of like, do they ever really get meta about this? Or or is the whole idea that it's reality TV in quotes and part of that is the show believing the world that it's creating? Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? And never right. giving the audience a moment to question of like, hey guys, it's just a show. No, they want you to believe this is a love story. And so I don't think that would ever happen because I feel like that's just not... That, that you know, that's a whole other episode on the nature of quote unquote reality television. All right, hey, fair points, fair points. Uh, let's 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 end there then. Pick this up back in nuance. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on Glamazon Prime, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can hear even more of me on my two other podcasts, In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can get more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, or even Twitter at Colin Drucker. I'll check it. I'll respond. Uh, but more importantly, you can get more of both of us, including on Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where we'll be covering even more thoughts on this week's episode, as well as maybe some thoughts on UK versus the world, and specifically some feelings on that interview we just did with one Ms. Penn. China Heels. Mm. You can hear all of that and more at patreon.com slash all right Mary. All right, Mary. Our last chance lip sync for this week is I don't know, dedicated to all of these queens, kind of putting themselves out there, giving up part of their lives to be on TV, you know, risking ridicule and I kind of love this song. I think it's a, it's a fun song to kind of jam out to. This is L.E.S. Artiste or Lower East Side Artiste, Les Artiste by Santi Gold. And Mary, I can say I hope it will be worth what I give up. Oh, you're, and I you're, love it. you're taking me back. I love this song. It brings me back to such an era. So I'm going to go pretend it's 2009 again and, you know put more mp3s on my old ipod but uh (laughs) tot scenes